Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the Rodcast today. How you doing, Pastor Rod? I'm doing great, Lewis. How are you? Doing fantastic. Loving okay. life. Um, so today we're talking about um, what is the importance of experiencing God moments in life. And this is one of our 16 values here at Lifehouse. And actually, we've gone through all 16 now, Pastor Rod. Um, we're getting wow. to the end of the series. Can you all believe right. it? Um, so just to get us started, when we talk about a God moment, um, what, what are we talking about? There's a couple of words for, for moments or times in, in the New Testament. One of them is the word chronos, chronology, which means the logical sequence of time. There's another word called koiros or kairos, which means moments. So it actually is a biblical concept, this concept of there's moments for this and moments for that, God moments. These are really great um, times where God touches us, changes us, changes perspective, things to hope for, really. Being living as a as a Christian full of hope. We hope for times, times of God's intervention. And this year our theme has been um, from Acts chapter three. I'll just read this scripture. It's Acts three nineteen. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out and times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Or one one version says from the face of the Lord. Times, times, moments of refreshing. And I've, mm. I've experienced so many times of that refreshing from the presence of the Lord that it, it's, it's, it's a reality. It's something we can really speak about, teach about. And I think it's linked, as I said, with hope. I, I you know... Uh, Paul said these three things remain, you know, love, faith, and hope. And hope is definitely a Christian value that we need to dig into here. So moments, get ready. Come on. So when we talk about these moments, are we talking about a range of different experiences with God? Like could this be in our, our journaling time, our quiet time in the morning? Is this, you know, big conference, big prayer session up the front? Um uh. You know, what's the context of these moments? I, I think there's different levels, isn't there? There is that huge moment which we might relate to a youth camp or a camp or a conference, but I think um, more sustainable are daily moments or weekly moments or monthly moments. In other words, it could happen anytime, anywhere, anyhow. And and so you bring up journaling again, which is one of our great values that just uh, open the Word of God, your next scripture, and say, Lord, speak to me from your word today and write down a phrase or a thought. Um, a lot of those times are good. They're all good times because it's the word of God, but some of them are not um, as significant as other times. When it's not as significant, I just think we're getting ready. I just think God's preparing our hearts to receive for the God moments. There's another New Testament word called the, the rima or rhema, of God, and it's it's the word word, <laughs> a bit complex. But New Testament, the the English word word has logos and rima. Logos is like the whole the whole counsel of God, and rima is the now word of God, mm. and it sort of links to kairos. And so I think journaling is getting ready for. Well, every word is powerful. The Bible says all Scripture is God breathed. To uh, Timothy three sixteen, all Scripture is God and endued and powered, but Sometimes there's just this download. It's like mm. a download from heaven, download of power, of wisdom, of breakthrough. And so, mm. yes, definitely journaling, I think, increases the moments. Mm. And I teach journaling all around the world. Um, just recently, again, been in America and soon to go to Europe again. And, and they want me to teach on this area. 
everyone says, can you teach on the area of journaling and hearing the voice of God? And uh, I say, yes, I loved, I love doing that. So that's not a burden. But I'm amazed how many times this is the area people want to hear about. Mm. So I think that it's, it's a real um, revelation to think there's going to be moments in God's Word. There's going to be moments at church, moments in your bed just lying there praying and mm. moments in the hard times. You know, moments in the good times, moments I, I ride my bike every morning, mo- moments on my bike, moments, you know mm. what I mean? Like just the, the, the hope or the expect, godly expectation that today's word could be a, a, another great word mm. or in prayer could be another refreshing, times of refreshing, times as plural, times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. So I think everything you just said is <laughs> is is our life, isn't it? Just this mm. this hope, this godly expectation that God could break through and it could be today. Mm. God can do miracles today. That's a great yeah. way to live, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. I actually heard it. Um, I wish I remember who said it so I could give them credit, but they were they're talking about, you know, like in your family life or, you know, you have all these normal normal daily moments you're playing with your kids you're having dinner together they're everyday things they don't stand out as big significant but they're important moments but then you also have these you know you go on a family vacation these special memories but it's yeah. all part of that you know journey and relationship and it's the same with god these you know the big moments of a youth camp or a youth conference and god is something super significant but then there's the daily the daily moments and we need all of that to have a healthy relationship uh, you can't just go on a family vacation once a year and not see a family and have a healthy relationship. It's the same with God. I thought that was a really good um, yeah. example of that. Mm. And you've got two little boys, and I'm sure you've had mm. many of those funny, happy moments. Yeah. Of course, every day you could have something. I'm not, it doesn't, you know, it's not like isolated to something, mm. but mm. you're expecting that. And, and, and it comes and it's organic and it's there and it's just fun. And it could be about an ice cream or about a game yeah. or just, just, <laughs> I've been with your kids and I've had some moments with just laughing. Yeah. <laughs> just laughing at um laughing at my kids, not not laughing yeah. at them like you know what I'm saying. It's just it's just yeah. enjoying the moment. And I think that is yeah. what it's like with God the Father and with our Lord mm. Jesus and the Holy Spirit is that he's a, he wants to have moments with us. Yeah. And sometimes those moments are funny like like reflection of like oh wow and mm. sometimes it's deep and meaningful, like, wow. You know, I just, but I, I think, yeah, just, just, um, I, I heard also someone say, talking about someone we don't remember, but mm. um, someone saying, often this journaling is like um, brushing your teeth. And someone says, mm. you don't have to do it every day. And the answer is, no, you don't, but you're going to get stinky teeth. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to journal every day. And we're not saying you do, it's not legalistic. Mm. Um, but it's a good habit. It's yeah. it's a habit that builds moments. Yeah. And I think same with the family. You want to build those moments. You mentioned holiday or mm. um, go to the park day. or you're, Like you're building moments. And I think journaling yeah. and being in worship times and, and whatever is, 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 is getting ready. or You're building mm. a platform for moments to happen. Another one is obedience. Mm. Um, I think every time we obey God because we love him, um, it may not be our natural mind to do it, but we obey. I think that opens the way to to God moments. And, right. and let me also say, someone's just obeying because it's good. I think it opens the way to God moments. And I was just 
journaling this this week myself about Jesus being baptized by John the Baptist. Mm. And it says that John, the, in, in Matthew 3, it says John the Baptist refused, and, and the, the Greek is c- continually refused, like, no, right. no. And Jesus, <laughs> Jesus was saying, you got to baptize me, John. No, no. And finally, Jesus said, do it, do it for us. It's actually mm. a plural. Do it for us to fulfill all righteousness. And it says that Jesus went in the water and came up, and immediately the heavens opened, and immediately... Mm that the Spirit came on Jesus like a dove, and immediately God spoke and said, this is my Son whom I love, in whom I am well pleased. And I thought, well, that's a pretty big moment. Um, that you know, We'd love that moment every day with, with God, to let that level. Mm-hmm. But the point was Jesus had no sin. He, he, had no, he had nothing to repent from. So why was he baptized? It was just obedience. So he said, mm-hmm. said to John, do it for righteousness. It's just, you know, and, and, and immediately he did it. There was a response from heaven, and I was just really meditating about simple obedience opens right. heaven, opens our voice to hear the Father say, well done. I, I could preach this, right? Opens Holy yeah. Spirit moment because that word immediately happened. And I think mm-hmm. that I think there's just something good about obeying God, about you know, reading the Bible, be happy or, or rejoice. And yeah. we say, yes, Lord, I'm going to rejoice. There's just a download. Um, and I think that's the culture that we've, we're trying to create and believing that God is, is, is with us in Lifehouse is this creating just just love, just just rejoice, just pray, just mm. just change your mind. Don't, don't labor, don't mm. tarry on things that should be just a moment and God will download something on your life. It's a, it's a good picture, eh? Very good. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're kind of touching on it, but... Just to expand on that, what are what are some things that would get in the way of us experiencing these God moments, living in these God moments? Um, offense, being offended, and unforgiving would be my number one thing that comes to mind. And and we've all had those times. So I'm not preaching at people. I'm saying I get it. This is where you start to lose vision, and you start to lose excitement. I've seen people in church just you know tone down their excitement and, and then all of a sudden they're back at their perky best and I said what happened and they said I, I God said to forgive or to release mm, mm. so many times I've heard that and I know it's in the Bible so many times you must forgive because I've forgiven and as a believer we've got to forgive and release so I think offense just has it blunts mm. our excitement and expectation it doesn't mean God can't bless us in fact God will still keep speaking to us He's not backing away and leaving us, mm. but his action will move to, Rod, you've got to do that. Rod, mm. come on. It's for your better and for their better and for your family. Come on. So that the voice of God doesn't diminish. It actually shifts into a correction mode. Mm. Not hammering. That's the devil. That's condemnation. Mm-hmm. But but gently, con- I'm concluding I've got to overcome this situation. I think another one uh, that was offense, another one that could really get in the way is just, just living our life status quo um, right. and just, just somehow we lose Bible reading or we lose prayer or we lose the, the mm-hmm. desire to worship. It just, just, just slow drain. And mm. I think you know this is where Jesus warns us to be hot or cold but not lukewarm. Just this right. slow drain towards nothingness. Mm. And you talk, I talk to many people um, who have – you know problems, and I say, "Are you reading the Bible?" And they say, "I used to," 
Mm. And I said, when did you stop? And they said, when I had my problems. And so um, no condemnation. In fact, what I'll say to those people is let's open the Bible right now and let's believe for a word of God now because God wants to speak to you without mm. anger. So our response is not you're bad people, just, hey, you've got out of, a, you've got out of this habit. You can get back right. into it right now. That's grace, just right now, just step back in. And so many people with maybe a little, little bit of glassy-eyed, not crying, but just a little bit of glassy-eyed, just read it and say, thank you, Lord. And they, they come back to um, passion. Mm. And I think, with this, I think with this day and age, just the amount of data and information and the amount of times people are on their phone with all the platforms, yeah. Even myself, I've got to watch that because there's just so much information. Yeah, that we spend time in that instead of time with God, and and we justify it by mm. saying I'm so busy. Mm. But we, in our journaling, we say just five minutes a day, but but that five minutes will become more because people are enjoying the presence yeah. of God. But the second thing I would say is just a slow a slow drift mm. because of the world in which we live and. Life, Another one yeah. would just be getting with the wrong people, and and um, you know, all all the the leadership pundits say, whoever you hang out with is you know is your future. Mm, um, yeah. that that the people you, and, the, and the books you're reading, the things you're seeing will be your future. Like you're building into your world your worldview. Mm. So I think if we're seeing or hearing so many things that are a negative or um a, a draining, mm. uh, I think it will blunt. Or, or make us not sharp to hearing and experiencing God moments. Mm. And I think really important to say it's not God that moved away. It's really right. important. Yeah, God did not say, oh, you bad person, I'm going to move away from you. It's like we re- withdrew. <laughs> mm. And um, I say to people in the hard times, and that like lean in, don't lean away. Mm. Um, God's there. His promises are there. Just lean back in right now. Don't right. lean away. So mm. there's there's some things, and of course, sin is probably the last thing I'd say. Some some actual disobedience, getting mm. involved with stuff that's just unclean, just wrong. Mm. Like again, we're not God will not reject us, but He'll gently say, "That's not going to help. Yeah. That's not the way. Come back." And as soon as we come back, times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. So God's reward <laughs> is there mm. for those who will come back. Some great thoughts there. Um, just want to circle back to the, you know, just talking about the life and that slow decline and getting distracted by the world. And um, I think this is a real challenge for a lot of people, and especially, you know, me in my season, having two young kids, it, you know, when you've got a family, um, all of a sudden your responsibilities and you got to provide for your family and pay bills and you're thinking about the, the financial future and it, it's easy to get caught up in, in the things of the world. And um, yeah. so, and you know, actually, again, I heard a great metaphor that I can't give credit to talking about is believers need to be like amphibious animals, like a frog. A frog needs land and water to survive. If it just has land, it will die. If it's just in water, it will die. It's got to be in both. And as believers, you know, we can't just um, pray all day and not work and not pay bills because um, we have no food to eat. But, you know, there's got to live in both worlds. And so just give us some wisdom on, yeah, how do we stay hungry for the things of God, living in those God moments, but also yeah. having, you know, vision and, and and living well in this world that God's placed us in. I think just getting back to journaling, our teaching on that is five minutes a day, just five minutes a day. You know, if, if, mm. if we're teaching an hour a day or half an hour a day and people can't do it, they're going to feel guilty. Yeah. But five minutes a day, we're teaching them how to do that too. So we say to people, 
in Tokyo, get on the train and open your phone and just read the scripture and, and take a note and pray five minutes. Mm. Am I saying five minutes is the magic time? No, it's a, but it's a habit. Mm. It's like I said before, it's like brushing your teeth. It's just, it's just a habit. Like just, just commit yourself to do that. And when you don't do it, that's okay. There's always the next day, but it, it's a habit. Mm. It's a habit. And if I don't clean my teeth for a couple of days, I feel pretty dirty and I think, oh, well, I need to clean my teeth. So I just see it as a, as a habit that mm. we must get into and, and think this is good for us and think the God of the universe wants to speak to me about the bills and the job and the family. Like yep. God could give me the wisdom in that five minutes because mm. that five minutes with God could could solve your attitude problem, could solve a, mm. um, anger problem or anxiety problem. Um, that five minutes with God is, is really powerful. Mm. And I would also say just we say it every day, uh, every night we go to sleep, Lord, just is there anything I need to cleanse my heart of forgiveness mm. and offense? Just just unload it. Just unload it and go to bed with peace. And I think these are basic habits that are achievable for every mm. single believer. Even the guy who says, I don't like prayer, I don't like Bible reading. If I can teach him just one mm. scripture, and say, God, speak and, and pray help and unload your heart. That man will grow. That man will be discipled. That woman will be discipled. Mm. So I think when we talk about this five minutes a day, it's it's a low bar that anybody can fall into. Mm. Um, now, of course, there's going to be a lot of people that want the half an hour and the hour. I, I, I do, you do, but and it doesn't make us better. We have more mm. time. Um, yep. But the busy, busy people, I want to say to them, build a simple habit you can keep and when you can't keep it there's always tomorrow really we just drill in on that just just keep a simple habit and you will grow and you will sense moments you won't yeah. miss out i teach this all around the world and you can see men as i'm preaching this or teaching this almost sigh a relief i mm. see it all the time guys just and at like halfway through my or beginning of my message they're watching they're reading their phone probably facebook i don't know but they're not <laughs> interested but when mm. i talk about this all of a sudden the phone comes down and they look and they start nodding because I'm giving them a pathway that they can have a healthy habit and it's 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 sustainable. I think mm. that's the word, sustainability, which means right. I can continue this. And when I fail, I've just got tomorrow to pick it up again. Like there's no classic failure here. Just, just mm. do it again. Um, I think that's a reason why we as a movement at Lifehouse have been so successful. Even through COVID, we could not meet in person for two years. What? Mm. Uh, because of our online Zooms with um, our connect groups, our small groups, and this habit of journaling, we came out pretty strong. How, how would you respond to what I just said, Lewis? Like, you threw it on me, throw it back to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. 100% agree. Yeah, that, that daily not feeling guilt. Um, getting to God, and as it, God, you know, the more you want to spend more time, great. But God only needs a few moments to do do a miracle in your life and speak to you, change. Um, and I think you mentioned it before, but like your friends, I think really plays big into this. Um, the people closest to you, if they're only if the people around you are only talking about worldly things, again, it's not about judgment, but it's about that's that's what you're gonna be thinking about. Um, if all the conversations is um, all about, you know, the future and investments and houses and we're going to live and there's nothing wrong with that. You got to, you know, God's given us, you know, this, this world to live in and thrive in, but 
you know, when there's no God in that, there's no destiny, vision, what's God calling yeah. us to do? Uh, why are we here on this planet? You know, I think it's very easy. If, if your whole circle is only talking about the worldly things, even if they're believers, I think that's how your thinking is going to be um, drifted as well. Yeah. And you mentioned it again, but social media, uh, the information coming at your phone, it, it's just, it is insane. And, um, you know, a very scary thing to do is pick up your phone. Uh, if you got an iPhone, I'm not sure how to do it on Android. I'm sure you can do it too, but go to screen time, look at last week and you can see the app you used the most and how many hours you used it for. Um, you will be shocked if you've never looked at that, you will be shocked at how much time you're most likely spending on some kind of social media. Um, and you can also see how many times you pick up your phone a day. That's another kind of scary number to look at. Right. Um, but it, yeah, there's so much information coming at us. Um, we have yeah. to be very deliberate to, to choose to yeah. get to God's word and make that the base of, of, of what we're living on. Mm. Yeah. Mm. If I could just throw another word into this discussion, and that's the mm. word, this, this whole journaling and, and, and cleansing heart, I think, with the word our purpose. Yeah. I, I yes. think that I think that we need to be preaching or speaking about purpose and all this because a lot of stuff with are sidetracks, aren't they? They're not really our central purpose. Yeah. And a lot of people can go down those tracks, social media and, and whatever else and bad discussions, and all of mm. a sudden realize I've, I'm living for someone else. Yeah. I'm living for someone else's agenda. Yeah. And then all of a sudden this, I've got to get back to God. I've got to hear what God says. It's such a healthy uh, wake-up call. Mm. Um, get back to purpose. You know, why are you here on the planet? What, what, what's your goals? What's your aims? What do you want to do? What do you want to do as a family? What's your budget? What's your, and, and come back to God and say, God, I want to live with decisions around purpose. Yes. And I think a lot of people hearing this, um, you know, vision and purpose are linked. Um, getting back to purpose and vision, um, there's a desire all of a sudden, I've got to get to God, I've got to get to uh, hear God's voice again. And, and, and when we do, there's, there's a download without mm. judgment. Isn't that amazing? Like God's not yeah. judging us saying, where have you been? He's saying, yeah. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a big difference, right? Yeah. But I do think that and I think, you know, business people think, oh, mm. I'm too busy for, for God's word. Oh, no, 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 it's, it's linked to your purpose. Yeah, it's linked to who you are. It's linked to God's giving you wisdom. And I would love to preach that to anyone saying, I don't have time. I don't have five minutes for God. I say, no, the God mm -hmm. of the universe wants to speak to you about your, your visions, your dreams, your goals, your finance, your family, your health. Yeah. Come on and, and drive into vision, drive into yeah. purpose. And a lot of people sort of go, oh, yeah, I think I've lost that. Well, that's a bit of a preach there. But I think yeah. um, <laughs> I'm just thinking as you were speaking, I think that, yeah, let's help people back to yep. what they're here to do. Amen. Yeah, I think it's so important. And without that, you know, there's no drive to move forward and it's so easy to get distracted. Um, yeah. You know, if you're aiming at nothing, you know, um, very easy to get distracted, swayed. Yeah. Um, I think it's, yeah, we've got to make sure that our anchor is in God and what God's calling us to do, what God's leading us to do. Um, yeah. Yes, what you said is very powerful that if you live by social media, you're living by someone else's agenda. Yeah. Um, and that's not a healthy way to live. That's not how we're created to live. Especially when, when we start to move into competition or competitive heart, what we see, and it really yep. it really distracts us from what we should be doing. 
Mm. So we've got to be very careful to guard our heart. Yeah. 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 Actually, recently I, I felt I felt to take a break from social media, and for about six months I wasn't on social media. Um, just rejoined it now. Of kind of a new personal philosophy of how I'm going to use it to be a blessing to people and a blessing to me. But it was a great. It was really eye opening, actually. Um, really refreshing um, to just not have this overload of information every day. Uh, either think clearer, think healthier. Um, so yeah, it's it is. We just have to be. We have to be aware of how we're using it, and what we're using it for, because yeah. otherwise, it, it, without knowing it, it can become a big, a big leader in our lives. Yeah. Come on, moments of God. Um, I believe. So, it. as a leader, as a leader in a church or a pastor, yeah. how can we create a great environment uh, in our services or in our, you know, in our discipleship groups, uh, small groups? How can we create this environment where people can? more easily open up and experience God moments. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, I can answer that on two levels. One, one is that we individually are responsible. Mm. Uh, your questions about leadership of the church. Let me come to that in a minute. But I do believe that we're all responsible for our own responses, our own reactions. But I yeah. do believe a atmosphere of faith is definitely going to help a lot of people. And that's why we love services church services we love worship we love communion giving the word i mean we love mm. this, this corporately or online we we, we have both mm. um a commitment to to that and, and i just think that 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 environment i just love the japanese word fwinky it's like i don't know it just mm. gets in my heart there's this 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 this, <laughs> this uh, absorbing the atmosphere around us that, mm. that that's positive so if god has called us to be together and called us to to worship him there's there's got to be a value in that it's not just because he's amazing he is amazing and we worship him because of that but but he wants us to be lifted he wants mm. us to be encouraged so i just think it's the personal responsibility and then making it to a, a body of believers that we can worship together either online or together so as a church we've got to create that atmosphere of faith of love mm. of joy um, and so that's responsibility is on me and you as leaders to maintain our heart and bring that to the team and the team's heart and bring that to the body. Mm. Very important. Um, and, you know, everything rises and falls on leadership, John Maxwell says. So God help me and help you, right? So mm. there's a responsibility <laughs> to, to lead well, to lead clean, to lead uh, with hope and faith and love. And I just think, um, I just love the local church. I, I, I've always loved mm. the local church because of that. Um, good local churches will always have the kingdom of God operating. And yeah. um, I, I just desire that to be that sort of leader. Come on. I started off by running, uh, when I was you know, very young, running a, a connect group, small group. And I just loved it, that small group. And, and I love the big. So I, I don't care what size. Jesus said, where two mm. or three are gathered, there I am in the midst. And I think that's an encouragement for it's not about size. It's about passion. It's about similar heart. Yeah. And together we're going we're gonna to seek God moments. It's really exciting life, eh? Come on. I love it. What, what would you say to someone who's showing up to church, attending? What's a great attitude mindset we can have walking into a church service to set us up for the best yeah. service 
for us. Yeah, I just love that scripture that says, enter his gates with thanksgiving in your hearts, enter his courts with praise. And I, every time, from the moment I got saved at 19, I just had this revelation. Every time I walk in the, the doors of church, I'm going to praise and worship and get the most out of it. Um, I've always had that attitude. I've always been in good churches mm-hmm. too. So um, I, it's just been a, a way, I think. I would encourage everyone to, to walk into anywhere as a trigger for praise, as a trigger for worship, and you will receive more. When it comes to the word, it might have been a message you've heard before about Zacchaeus or David and Goliath or whatever it is, but have the attitude of, Lord, what would you speak to me today from this message? And I think if you have that attitude, God will speak to you. It may not be right on that message, but it's a it's a connected thought that God is able to, mm. to use, and you walk out of there inspired, cleansed, uh, cleanse from from bad thinking, um, and uh, yeah, just just get ready. Don't don't waste a Sunday. Don't waste a service. Don't waste a small group. Just go with the attitude of I will receive today, and I really believe you will. Amen. Come on. Um, any last thoughts you want to add in on God moments? Refresh. God moments. Yes, I think they're they're right, available for you right now. Right now, mm. um, for me, right now. Uh, and, and people will say, well, what if it doesn't happen? And I would say, well, but what if it does happen? Yeah. And they might say, but it hasn't happened. And I might say, but, but you might be the next moment or the next day could happen. So that's living in hope. Now, it's not false hope. False hope is where it's never going to happen. Mm. But true hope is a godly expectation that God can break through with my marriage, my job, my finance, my health, my mental state. I, I believe it. It could happen. It hasn't happened, but it could happen. And I love this attitude when praying for the sick and they say, I've been prayed for before. I say, yeah, but there's another moment. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it will happen. I'm saying it could happen. It's just that attitude. I want to be in that environment where it could happen. Come on. The, the miracle could happen. And, I, and every Sunday it could happen or every small group could happen. Every morning it could happen. I've lived that way for these 43 years with Jesus and I don't want to change that. It's a great way of living my life. And I, I pray on. the same for all of you. Yeah. Well, please finish in prayer for us, Pastor Rob. Jesus, thank you that you're, you've called us to hope, a godly hope, a, a, um, a, a realistic hope, a hope in you, a hope in miracles, a hope in your word, a hope in what you've spoken to us. And we will put other, other distractions away, Lord, other negative voices or negative experiences or, or disappointment or sadness. And we'd say, Lord, you can do it. I believe, I believe that you can do it. I want to read your word. I want to open. I want to be ready for God moments again. And those of us who are in that zone, Lord, let us live today with joy and praise and 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 believe today is another great day with Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody, and look forward to seeing you next week for some more great conversations. See ya.